1: Thank you, Mark. Same to you. So you and I both have a look of just uh, peace about us this yeah. week, because yeah, joy. We, we've both been up to some some good relaxation. You more than myself in the past few weeks.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm happy to brag to you about having been with the in-laws at R- resorty. Panhandle of Florida, where where you could go into ba- your backyard and hang out in the pool for a few hours, then you could travel three minutes to the beautiful sandy white beaches of uh, of the Gulf, the warm the warm temperate waters
1: the, it's, uh, the Redneck Riviera. As it I've, heard it,
0: I've heard it called that before i have no problems with that i find the i find the georgia alabama accents to be endearing so no problem with that it was wonderful time what did you do
1: we ended up on the beach as well all weekend um last weekend and even once during the week and we didn't even know that this place existed but there's a wonderful lake with huge sandy beaches and. We had a friend that has a very uh, fun to play on towboat that took us out and taught us how to wake surf. And my wife loved it. And I just told her at the end of that weekend, that was the best Shabbat I've had in a long time. Oh, that's great. Well, when
0: I am, when I am um, vacationing and with my family all day, every day, uh, there's all of these things that come into my mind that, Wow, we this could spin into content, and guys would love to have nuggety tidbits about the wonderful things they are doing. And I just go, yeah, I'm not doing that right now, so so I I don't do anything with it. But boy, there's that there with that much time with your family, there's there's and and for us to have multi generations around, there's there's so much goodness there. I I really love it. I'm really good at vacationing. By the way, I'm very good at it. This is
1: true. Um, you you have a lot of the components of vacationing nailed. I've experienced that. Um, I would say the thing that I learned is that if there's listeners to the podcast that have amazing boats <laughs> and they want to have you know kind of a thank you weekend for their if they
0: want podcast stars aboard.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know if we are stars or maybe B-list podcast celebrities, but we, we as we've said recently on the podcast, we travel. Um, yeah. We can bring yeah. children to you. We can bring just ourselves, yeah. whatever you need.
0: Yeah, a lot of people will go like, oh man, I've got this ski cabin and it's a bummer that it's just sitting there. But you know what would be great is to watch a family interact at my cabin. And for a very small fee, we, we could pull off that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so so we were both kind of, you You had this wonderful week on the beach. We had a nice weekend and we were coming back and it got me thinking about one of our favorite topics here at Abraham's Wallet Podcast, which is how to really do Sabbath well. And we've said things about that in the past and we'll say things about that in the future. And I was kind of dreaming about, well, we had this great Sabbath last weekend. How are we going to keep it rolling this weekend? And then I got a text, uh, not long ago, about six hours ago that said, Hey guys, we're moving and we need help, uh, moving on the Sabbath on at 9am. Can everybody come and work all day to help us move? And I thought. I don't really know what the right answer is here. So I sent you a text that said, Stephen, what do you think about this? And you said, I've got thoughts on this. Let's make a podcast. (laughs) Here we are.
0: Well, yes. And I'd like to expand the, the subject a little bit to, to because I hear this a lot from, from just friends who want to talk about challenges to Sabbath and then just in general challenges to rhythm. And we, we, we all have this ideal plan that you might come up with at at your summit or when you're meeting with your spouse and then life happens and we got to deal with the challenges to these things. So, um, I mean, some of the things that I hear from guys regarding doing Sabbaths, their, their ideal way is, you know, I, I prepped a lot for this Sabbath and then I just, I just can't, find that prep time every week to make Sabbath really meaningful as a, as a kind of teaching opportunity for my family or life happens where an opportunity comes up, like you just described, or vacation happens. I mean, we had to deal with, we had two Shabbats on our vacation and I'm not in charge of that scene. I, 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 we're with, we're with grandpa and grandpa is the authority. And what do you do? What do you do with that Shabbat? um etc so i want to talk about sabbath challenges and let's let's use your example as the gateway um so um i'm going to ask you some questions kind of a, a i don't know decision tree about how to navigate this question you've got about this uh, friend who's moving on your sabbath so let me let me just establish this first i'm going to read from mark chapter 2 Um, here's what it says. This is verse 23 and on from Mark chapter 2. It came to pass that he, and this is Yeshua, went through the cornfields on Shabbat, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. Just pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees, I don't know why they were in this cornfield with him, but they said unto Yeshua, Behold, why do they on Shabbat do that which is not lawful? And Yeshua said unto these Pharisees, Have you, Haven't you read what David did when he had need, and he was hungry, and those that were with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and he did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and he gave also to them which were with him. And then he made this statement. Shabbat was made for men and not men for the Shabbat. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Shabbat. Um, so now, let me just make a couple of observations about this passage. We get Then we get to your deal. Um, first of all, it, it, he says that, um, David ate the showbread, which is for the priests. So David took some liberties in his identity, and he did things that were <laughs> out of the norm or not prescribed to him because he saw himself um, as ha- as having rights as uh, based on his relationship with God. Now, We know a lot about David's assumptions about his relationship with God in um, Acts chapter two. There's a quote from David when he says, I saw the Lord always before me. And uh, because I am at his right hand, I know that I will never be shaken. Now he's really bragging there about his relationship with God. And he's saying that his favor is with me. And I sit on the right hand side of God. Now that, That's a place reserved for the Messiah, is to sit at the right hand of the Lord. And he says, I sit there. Now, he's not calling himself the Messiah, but he says, I have a relationship with God Almighty that allows me privileges. I mean, this is a big topic in in, in itself, but I'll just say that for Yeshua's application, and he invoked David in what he did, picking, picking, picking heads of corn on Shabbat when it was technically unlawful. And he says, the Shabbat is a gift to men. It's something that's made for man and not man to serve the Shabbat. And then he says, I, I am Lord of the Shabbat, which is awesome. So I just want to say this about our understanding of of the Sabbath, that it is a gift from God. There are there uh, there. Are, it's a command from God, um, and there seems to be. I don't want to misstate God's word, here. But how can I say it? There seems to be um, negotiation space on how we honor the Lord, and how we honor the Sabbath. So our presumption, and this might be old news to some of our listeners, but the presumption in my home is that um, because the Shabbat serves us, it's there for us as a gift from God, that that where it falls in your work week is negotiable. So God bless the Baptists. The Baptists will tell you in no uncertain terms that since Jesus rose from the dead, and they invoke this phrase, um, the, the the day of the Lord, the Lord's day. Then by golly, the day that Jesus rose, which was the day after Sabbath, that's when we honor God, is on the Lord's day, which is Sunday. So by gum, that's when it has to be. Well, if they think they're honoring the Lord by taking a sabbath but they've moved it there's no question about when the sabbath is it's our saturday they've moved that a day over and they say we honor the lord we honor the sabbath by taking the lord's day on sunday well i would say well they're they're using the the room that's given us in mark 2 to do with that so that was a long explanation to go I think that we can move the day around. I might be wrong about that, but that's a presumption we have in my house. So I would say, what's your Sunday look like? And is is uh, is Amelia on call or or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I would have to check. We can check that in real time. Okay, uh, but that's a, pretty, that's a pretty normal occurrence in our house is that we move it um, because Uh Amelia, my wife tends to have an unpredictable schedule. Um, so yes, I thought there was a chance that you were going to take us down a path of regular work. Um, when we talk about what, because to me, one of the questions that came to my mind about Sabbath when I got this text was, well, is that a Sabbath activity or not a Sabbath activity and moving it might be a pretty cut and dry, not a Sabbath activity. I don't know, but there's a, there's definitely things on the gray area there that, that some people would call them work and some people would call them not. So I would love to get uh, at the, at the risk of setting up frameworks that people would, would feel like we're handing them and telling them not to question, which I don't think is our intent. I would love to get one man's take on what is work and what do we say just no to? Let's let's assume that we have decided that Saturday is going to be our Sabbath day. Yes. Um,
0: that was going to be my point B. I was hoping that you would tell me that that somebody has a work schedule on Sunday and it can't be moved. Yeah. And so then I mean, we haven't we have a presumption between us that we're not talking about, which is that you want to you not you not only want to serve your friends to help them move but it's a really strategic important thing for you to strengthen um, ties in the, in your christian community around you which is a small community in salt lake city so you you want to serve your your brother and his That's family right. You want to have strong relationships. You want your wife to have time around his wife. You want your kids to have time around their kids. And you want, every, You want. I mean, this is a great family service project and it's it serves the body in your city. So it's an important thing that you want to make room for. So let's assume that the other six days of, of this week, you're, there's work that can't be moved. Okay, that was going to be my my second thing. So now let's go to Luke chapter thirteen. This says th- this is starting in verse ten of Luke thirteen. One Shabbat, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, what, what was Jesus
1: doing on Shabbat? Teaching in a synagogue.
0: Oh, okay. So that tells us right there that the Shabbat wasn't a day for him to lay on his chase lounge with. Grapes, reading Plato. Uh, I don't know who he'd who be reading, but Plato didn't exist yet, maybe. I don't know. Did Plato exist at that time? He was teaching in a synagogue. That, so this was part of his regular. Some I know some people go, oh, I wouldn't want the headache of having a regular meeting time, certainly not teaching somewhere, because that would be so exhausting. It was part of Jesus' Shabbat. So we kind of need to get our head around that. That laying poolside for 24 hours was not Jesus's Shabbat. So one Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled. Okay, I'm just gonna cut to the chase and say that he healed her. Verse 14, the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. Apparently he thought it was fine to run the whole synagogue service but not to heal this lady. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Shabbat. But the Lord replied, you hypocritic butthead, each of you works on the Shabbat. He says, each of you works on the Shabbat. This is your regular work, and you open the synagogue. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Shabbat and lead it out for water? That's farm work, but you have to do that. You have to you have to milk the cow on Shabbat. You have to give water and food to your animals. This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on Shabbat? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things that Yeshua was doing. Now, we got to chew on that passage. And we got to say that Jesus said, you fatheads, you all work on the Shabbat. Nobody questions it. I am ministering and serving this lady. Yes, it took output from Jesus to do that. Yes, he had just taught in the synagogue. And afterward, if you've ever taught in any public scenario, people are going to come up to you afterwards and ask you for things. That's what happened to Jesus in that scenario. And he serves this lady and he heals her. Now my 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 little it's ultimately your decision but my pushback or question was going to be is this the kind of serving ministry in your community that you think could be chalked up to this is me serving the Lord and honoring him on Shabbat
1: Yeah I I don't I don't have a strong conviction about that right now. I think that when I heard my first reaction was, well, that's what we're going to do on Saturday. Cause it just didn't occur to me. And then I thought, wait a second, is this going to be stepping outside of something that we've set up in our family as a day that we don't do work or, or deal with, with money. And I think For example, our Sundays have become really busy since we've started observing Shabbat because there's things that we don't do on Saturdays that have to be done. And so for us, you know, life has been quite busy with getting the, the business cranking and my wife's been quite busy. So that means we need a day on the weekend to deal with the lawn and little projects in the house. I mean... So those things I don't particularly enjoy. I would not move those to a Saturday. Um, But lifting sofas is kind of what I do for fun. Uh, Yes, true. Slight slight variation on the deadlift, really. (laughs) Um, So uh, I think spending time with a bunch of guys, moving furniture, I certainly wouldn't do it by myself. It doesn't It doesn't immediately jump out to me as the same as if Amelia said, hey, we've got something going on. I just need you to go ahead and mow the lawn on, on, on Saturday. That would be more of a hard no for me. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. So all I can do is is, you know, put these passages in front of you as your brother, and then I can tell you what I would do. And I think what I would do is I would figure out a way to incorporate this into my Sabbath. Now, as I'm thinking of uh, somebody moving, um, I don't want to wake up Sunday morning uh, exhausted. Um, So I would probably, and I also think of how my family would handle, you know, um, nine to four being somewhere moving, helping somebody move. It wouldn't go great for us. So I would probably limit that myself. I'd probably say, we'll give them four hours. And I would probably let my wife decide what are the four winter hours to do that. But I would want to do that. And I would probably take the opportunity to maybe read this passage, Luke 13, to my children when we did the Shabbat meal so that they could understand, hey, we're used to um, erring on the side of rest on Shabbat. But there's a part of Shabbat that we need to throw our arms around, which is serving and honoring the Lord. And, and one way to do that, he tells us, is that we, when we serve each one another, he receives it as worship and love for him. So we're going to do that this week. And I want to see these kinds of attitudes, you know, etc., and try to coach people up to serving people the way that Jesus healed this woman on the Sabbath. That's the attitude that we're going to be taking when we go to Jim's house and help him move. I think,
1: I think it could be great. Yeah, that's great. So on the topic of disruptions to rhythms, even if we don't expand it into any rhythms besides our weekly Shabbat rhythm, there's other things that come to mind that I would love to, to just hear what you've got when, when we think about you know, people whose schedules are not normal, I think they could adjust their Shabbat day. Um, yeah. But um, two weeks ago, we got invited to somebody's house. And it's a family that we really enjoy hanging out with them. We've been praying for them a lot. Um, and the only time they could do it was our Shabbat meal. And so that was, I was like, crap, That that's not the time I really want to be going to visit somebody with whom we cannot um, really share that experience that we do every week. It would have just not been the right, the right time. So how do you deal with those types of interruptions uh, and decide when, when we're going to bend and when we're not? You mentioned vacation.
0: Yes, so um, I, I th- I'm just speaking for myself. I, I, if I had to identify the one thing that is the most important, um, signifier of Shabbat and the Shabbat meal for my family, it's probably doing communion together. And so, um, at vacation, I'm not the host of the evening meal. Grandpa is, and uh, I, you know, we've been around. We've been around Shabbat stuff, which they kind of, you know, they're happy to tolerate wh- tolerate when they're in our house, but they they ain't going to be doing that anytime soon in their house. So we're not going to we're not going to enforce that on them. Um. So what we do as a family is we find a place for us to just to do communion together. Whether it's whether it's that evening or maybe we're maybe we're going to be out with them until bedtime. Okay, well then we would do it the next morning at breakfast as a family, or you know, go outside the house to to not bother others. So my question with this scenario would be: again, I would I would go like, okay, does your does your Sabbath have to include that evening? And that evening's dinner, um, because you know the way that we like to celebrate Sabbath would would include that evening meal, um, and so I would at, I would certainly try to shift it. You know, for our listeners, we haven't said this either, but one of our kind of givens is that we're going from sundown Friday night to sundown on Saturday, and so it begins with that Friday night evening meal, which is tonight in a few hours um so i that that would be something where i might shift it i might shift it to be the 24 hours of saturday and go could we go from wake up saturday to the evening meal of saturday night and i would talk that over with my wife um if not then i would go okay well we're going to see this meal with this family the same way that we would see Jesus healing this woman, the same way we would see moving somebody is we want to minister to this family. And we have a little, we'll have a very simple talk with my, with my family when we're going somewhere where I really want the family to understand this is a ministry opportunity. What's about to happen at this house. We are extending the kingdom to this family. So Let's let's pray. Let's talk about what our attitudes would be like if it's ministry for us to go be with this family. And then let's do this for the good of the Lord. To, and, and then let's say a prayer in the car before we get out and we do dinner with them. And we make that, we switch, switching up the Sabbath. So that's ministry. Saturday morning, we wake up, we do communion, our little thing, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So I'll tell you what we did. We I kind of called the family all to sit on the staircase and mom was off doing stuff to get ready for dinner. I said, no, no, you too. And she's like, Oh, (laughs) okay. What are we doing here? And, um, one of the things that we do at our Shabbat dinner is we do, I lay hands on everybody and do blessings, uh, of the kids and the mom. And, uh, sometimes mom blesses the girls. It just depends. But, I'd say I'm about 50-50 on using something that's really great, that's written down for blessings, and then winging it. And sometimes when I wing it, I do a great job, and other times I kind of find sure. myself off sure. in left field wondering how I got there. But this week I felt like we, I, I talked to them a little bit about why we're we're not doing our normal Shabbat dinner. And then we were able to bless into the experience we were about to have. So that the blessings for that week's Shabbat, were directly related to us going into another family's home, wanting to exactly what you said, expand the kingdom, the conversations that they have with other kids would be blessed that the moms would connect on a new level. And it was great. Um, And then, you know, we went and had an awesome dinner and swam in a pool and it felt like the Shabbat had kicked off really well. Um, And, woke up the next morning and got on a really wicked boat so it was it was just fantastic good times well that's great that's great i i just want to i guess
0: the 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 um, umbrella here would be that um i believe um i believe that that there is negotiation here and there's grace for us in how we apply the lord's sabbath i do believe it's 24 hours um but the, there's certainly, according to Luke 13, there's certainly room in there for us to serve. So um, I throw that out to everybody, um, as just as you said, with like our Sabbath looks different. Every, even even if even if we've got four weeks in a row of we're at our table, we're doing our Sabbath. The 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 schedule is. Uh, amenable to whatever we want to do even if we do four in a row those four don't look the same exactly for for my family we just like you said sometimes i'll find something that inspires me and i want to read that or something comes out of a quiet time that i want to read and sometimes it doesn't and we just you know keep doing keep doing the thing um so there's grace for everybody just pursue this just just squeeze into the lord and just go we're going to execute however the lord leads us my little coda for, for this kind of challenges to rhythms thing is that um, if you say that, that 2020 and quarantine and all of the slosh of our, our goals and schedules have just knocked everything down. I would just, I just want to encourage guys to get back on the horse. And even if you think, well, my, my kids might not be going into a schoolhouse um, at the end of this month. My, our business is still wacky. Um, all of them, I'm personally speaking personally, all of my interest, business interests are still wacky right now. No, nothing is the way that it was a year ago. Um, nothing is predictable really, but <clears throat> we're still fighting for daily rhythms and weekly rhythms in our home um, that that creates something dependable for our for our family, and you know the quarantine and this world that we 're in just completely knocked out all of our goals for the year and so in my weekly meeting with my wife we 're now reviewing back over okay what are some let 's just change what are goals that we could have from now until the end of the year that we that we know we can pull off, and so we're we just or just rewritten all of that stuff, and they're much simpler. And you know, our financial goals are like, how close can we get to zero and get out of the hole for the year, et cetera. And and I just encourage everybody, just just don't just don't punt and don't nap and go like, oh well, maybe next year things will be quote normal again. And go, no, we're going to fight for Sabbath in our home. We're going to fight for rhythms. Um, they matter, and uh, I, I hope everybody hears from us today that there's grace when those things don't don't go perfectly according to plan.
1: Yeah, that's been the honestly the rhythms have been so helpful to us in a season where if we didn't have them, there would be kind of just a drifting through because uh, so many of the things that create rhythm externally. For our family, like sports, yes. like going to the pool on Saturday. Well, the pool is closed. The sports are canceled. <laughs> yeah. There's no gym uh, for a while there. Yeah. You know, so there was just a lot of things that we realized the the Sabbath rhythm that we have, the practice that we have of dinners most nights. You know, even the fact that I block off a calendar chunk to spend time with the Lord every day those are kind of the only rhythms that we're getting for, for right Right. now. Um, and I think that we just did a podcast on how to adapt them and feel free to let them be somewhat malleable, but they're still there because they're good and they, they do return us, I think to, um, health when we observe them. So, um, I think that that is kind of the balance of this this episode, which is we think rhythms are healthy and good and life giving, and also they're not the same thing as laws.
0: Yes. So let, let me close with a passage um, from uh, from the message. Um, I don't know if you if you guys have heard this this section before. I, I find it to be a delight. Sometimes the message is a little bit hokey, but I really like this. This is from Matthew 11. Um, Jesus says at the end of that chapter, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. So it's not just lay down with me. I'll just read that part again. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So I bless all of our listeners to walk with the Lord, learn the unforced rhythms of grace, Keep company with him in all things and learn to live freely and lightly, as Jesus said um, here in the 11th chapter of Matthew. Bless you. Thanks for listening. For Abraham's Wallet,
1: I'm Stephen Emanuel. And I'm Mark Parrott. Catch you next week.